Welcome to the Cookery by the Book podcast with me, Susie Chase. I'm Kent Rollins. Me and my wife, Shannon, have a cookbook, A Taste of Cowboy Ranch Recipes and Tales from the Trail. As a Kansan living in New York City, what struck me about your cookbook was a feeling of Americana, living a productive life off the land. In addition to your fabulous recipes, I love your stories, cowboy lingo, quotes, and gorgeous photos. Can you explain what chuck wagon cooking is and how you got started? Well, first of all, ma'am, I think chuck wagon food is uh, its comfort food uh, with a Southwest flair, I guess, in a way. It's something that's been tried and tested by a lot of cowboys across the southwestern part of the United States. And uh, my mother got me started cooking when I was all oh, seven, eight years old. Yeah, I found out sometimes it was a warmer place to be uh, in the winter instead of feeding cows or being horseback was to be in there in the kitchen. So uh, it, I took to it pretty easy. I didn't know we was going to have to wash that many dishes when we got through, but <laughs> I do remember a lot of them old timers telling my dad when we'd be somewhere, he said, you know, that button of yours is uh, spends a lot of time in the kitchen. They may be something wrong with you. When they got it to where they could taste the food that I actually did cook, they thought it was all right. When I think of cooking on the trail... I think of extreme heat. How do you deal in the hot months in extreme weather? Well, you know, I, when, we, when we're when we on a ranch cooking or even catering, you know, when you're out in Mother Nature's kitchen, our view may be the best, but she can be rather harsh at times. Uh, I, I think the heat is worse than the cold, and uh, I had a heat stroke in 98 from cooking, and they told me I'd never cook again, and I told him, my dad said we never could spell that word, never, and it took a little doing, but it's, uh, I, I think it's something in my brain, ma'am, it just clicks on when I walk up there to that fire when it's 110 degrees before you build it and uh, go to throwing meat on the grill, you know, or when you're standing over a Dutch oven and uh, Shannon is and she's cooking maybe six, 700 biscuits, uh, there's a lot of heat that's just traveling right up to your face, and it, it does take a special breed of people. It's like I told Bobby Flay when he come down there and did the throwdown on the chicken fried steak with us, and we beat him. He said, a man would have to be a fool to do what you do in this kind of weather. I said, no, sir, it's job security, Bobby. Nobody else wants to. As a wagon chef, what are three things you can't live without in your kitchen? Well, first of all, I, I think it would be cast iron would be number one. Number two would be an old hash knife that I've had forever and ever. And the thing that is probably more more important than anything in my kitchen is my sweet wife, Shannon. You know, I did this for about 25 years, and Shannon came along, and she didn't she didn't cook a whole lot. Uh, she microwaved some stuff, and uh, she come to cooking school and, and learned to cook in cast iron and uh, be around a wagon. And when we got together, she, she become a great baker in a Dutch oven. She cooks nearly all the bread and all the dessert now uh, most of the time. Uh, and it's baking is something that you have to have a love for. Uh, you know, it's more a, a heartfelt deal. It's not a, it's not something you just throw on the grill and watch it cook. And she says she feels more comfortable cooking in a Dutch oven outside than she does in the house in an oven. So uh, we're a great partnership. I'm very lucky, ma'am. I get to work with someone that's my best friend that I love 365 days a year. What does your typical day on the trail look like? Well, the alarm clock's going to go off in the springtime about three and you walk over and build your fire and go to making some of that good cowboy coffee and then uh it's time to start breakfast and we we do some some breakfast casseroles like in the cookbook but also we 
we do a lot of fried eggs, scrambled egg, uh, you know, bacon or sausage. And time you get them in there and get them fed about 5 o'clock, they go to the pens and go to saddling horses and ride out. And then it ain't long before noon. And feed them boys a good casserole lunch or something like that, depending on the time of year. And wash dishes again, they ride out, and we'll be glad to see them come evening time. Do they have their main meal at lunch, or is the biggie in the evening? Well, in the, in the spring, we keep it a little lighter uh, for a lunch menu then, because it's when it goes to getting, you know, around 90 degrees by noon, uh, folks don't eat as much because they have to go back and work in them same conditions after lunch. Uh, but we don't we don't slack off on them much. But I would say the the main the main thing is is the night meal. But we do have homemade bread uh, three times a day and we fix dessert twice a day. Do you have a favorite ranch to cook on? Oh, I think if I did right now, it'd probably be uh, Calthan Cattle Company down by Throckmorton, Texas. It's a dear friend of ours, right between Throckmorton and Seymour. Rob Stewart. Uh, they make you feel at home there. They've got a good crew that we fed for four or five years going on now. And it's uh, it's great family time. Rob brings a lot of people out in the evening. And instead of feeding the normal ranch crew of maybe 10 to 12 people, there's a lot of nights at Rob's you'll feed 30. Tell me about Red River Ranch Chuck Wagon Cooking School. Well, started it a long time ago, doing it on the road at different festivals, probably 14, 15 years ago, and people got to saying, hey, you ought to do this at home and make it last a little longer. So I started getting them out down here to Red River, south of Hollis, and uh, staying in an old cowboy ranch teepee with a good bedroll and a cot. And that's in Oklahoma? Yes, ma'am. Students come in on on a Wednesday and leave out on a Sunday, and... uh, it's, I guess last year was, this will be the 11th year that I've been doing them at home, and we usually do two to three a year. We've had a little, had people from nearly everywhere, had a young lady from, from London come over one year, and uh, she thought it was the grandest thing ever, but I, I think the one that sort of got to me the most was we had a lady last fall come from Michigan, and uh, she was 72, and she said it was a, been on her bucket list forever. She said the only thing that would have made it better is if she'd have brought her mother. And I said, well, how old is she? And she said, 92. Oh, my god! She said she would have really enjoyed it. So, uh, <laughs> But we teach we teach cooking, but we teach a whole lot about the simplicity of life also. What's your favorite recipe from the book? Favorite recipe from the book? The one that I didn't want to give up till Shan told me I had to, and that's bread pudding and a whiskey cream sauce. So that was the secret recipe for a long time? Oh, for 20-something years. You know, I, I tasted some of it down around the Gulf Coast in Biloxi when I was cooking down there many years ago and uh, tried to con that chef out of that. I'd trade him a sourdough biscuit recipe, but he never would go for it. So it took me a little recreating for it, but I think the thing that makes it... Uh, sort of stand out is it's made with hamburger buns you know they they sort of keep their texture the same way and i grew up eating bread pudding that was made out of 10 day old biscuits and a little scalded milk and sugar you know but this uh this is this is really light it's a great dessert the whiskey cream sauce uh as my friend chris morton says out there in the texas panhandle an old cowboy just call it goes over because he says it goes over everything real well. It's, <laughs> it's great in your coffee the next morning, on your pancakes, anything you want to use it on. So last night for dinner, I made your roasted bean stuffed poblano peppers and cheese sauce from page 168. 
I'm a home cook with an eight-year-old little boy, and I found this recipe very fast and easy. And I didn't have to make a side dish with it. It was a complete meal. We love the contrast of the sweet sausage and the smoky pepper. Do your peppers come out really smoky on the trail? Yes, ma'am, because a lot of times we'll roast our peppers over a mesquite fire. So, and I, and I love the taste of a poblano anyway. I think they... They give a little more flavor than anything else. But uh, like you say, it's a one-stop shop, ma'am. It's a happy meal. It's, it's sort of all of it blends together, and it is good eating. I noticed that it didn't call for any salt. And then I started flipping through your book a little more, and I noticed that most of your recipes are salt-free or have very little. Well, I, I like to combine flavors and let the flavors speak for themselves. You know, sure, I grew up eating a lot of salt, and, and I still do. Uh, our... Our recipes that we do a lot on the ranches that are cookbook too, we also just use our seasoning that's in there. But if you can combine the flavors of different different ingredients together, it'll bring a taste that you don't need to season maybe quite as much. But uh, it's it's a it's a lot of things I think in the blend of salt and pepper world, you know, that's out there. But uh, there's a there's a line. Uh, people under season and people over season. So where can we find you on the web? KitRollins.com. They, my beautiful wife, Shan, she does our website and does a great job with it. And uh, we have a blog, we have a YouTube page. Uh, we, she, she has brought me into the modern age, ma'am. Uh, most of my advertising for years was word of mouth and a full stomach. And now it reaches a lot of people. Why, thanks so much, Kent, for being on Cookery by the Book podcast. Well, thank you, ma'am. It's an honor. We've had a, a, a lot of fun with it and been a lot of places.